Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hanbots and Hanbros. How you doing? You may have noticed that there wasn't a bonus episode this week, and that is because I decided to take a week off. <laughs> After three months of producing two episodes a week, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to me. I'm I'm going to not do that. So I apologize. I actually made one. I recorded one, and I just said, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to just put this up next week. So it'll be up on Wednesday. And if it uh, doesn't make sense because I'm talking like it's New Year's or whatever, like, you know, it's because I, it was supposed to come out last week and it's coming out next week instead. <laughs> so we're going to dive right into the neurodivergency chat with this episode today. Uh, I talked to Layla last year. Oh my God, that's so weird to say. I talked to Layla last year. Uh, before the holidays and before all of that. And so this episode sort of got bumped. But I was waiting to post it to the new year anyway, because that is one of my topic focuses. And Layla is a counselor. And so we sort of go into the more science sides of why people with the spectrum disorders might be more prone to joining an MLM and staying in an MLM and doing all of the wild things that we do while we're in an MLM. And I know I'm guilty. Having this chat and going down the list, I felt like so textbook. But um, I think it's a really important chat and it opens up the education of ADHD and ASD for people who are not familiar uh, and, and need a little bit more backstory and a little bit more education on it, which is great. That's what we're here for. Uh, there's a call to action in the episode as well, but I'm going to put it here. If you have autism spectrum disorder, or if you are neurodivergent or have ADHD, I cut out all that blank space, but I totally just spaced out. So if you have ADHD, just like me, <laughs> I would love to talk to you and do an episode about this. Uh, it's just a fun topic, and I loved learning even more about the quirky things that I did and being like, oh, there's a reason. Okay. So I just think it's an important topic. And because we're going to be talking so much about neurodivergency this year, I wanted to get the really like educational stuff out first so that we're all on the same page when the other episodes come out. Nobody's being like, wait, what? Why did she do that? I don't get it. I still don't understand. We're trying to break those barriers that I don't get it barrier, right? I think most people that listen to the show get it but I'm still seeing a lot of comments on Facebook of people who just don't get it. So maybe they're just not listening to the show. Maybe that's your homework. The next time you see someone go, I just don't get it. Be like, you know what? You should listen to Life After MLM. We explain that in there. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, Not a lot of content warnings for this episode. It is a pretty wholesome episode, but there's a little bit of mentioning of different things that people on the spectrum disorders might do, including dopamine addiction and eating disorders. So it's not a lot, but it is mentioned. And I just wanted to give you guys the heads up. Lastly, I want to say thank you to all of our new Patreon members this month. Dave Vaughn, you rapscallion. Renee Kreenitz, Eden, Jenny Wild. Oh, hey, girl. And Amy Huffman. It is so nice to have you guys. Thank you so much for becoming members of the Patreon. For any of you that are listening going, wait, you have a Patreon? I didn't even know. 
I do. And we have five and $10 tiers. And all of the episodes are ad free and come out early. We're also going to be having this year AMA chats. And Layla from this episode will be doing an AMA Patreon chat about ADHD and autism spectrum disorder. That'll be coming up uh, probably next week or so. I want to give everybody the opportunity to listen to this episode in real time before having that. So if you are interested in this topic and you want to join us on that chat, you are more than welcome to join the Patreon and join us for that. I also did a live chat on New Year's Eve where we listened to a holiday magic record that one of my listeners sent. It was really funny. So there was a side B that we didn't get to. And that is where all the facial exercises are. Um, And I thought it would be really fun to sort of have like a facial exercise class in the Patreon. So if you're into that, that's coming up as well. Uh, And again, as always, it is ad free and it comes out early and you support the show and all of the ridiculous subscriptions that I have to have to be able to run this podcast. It's it's really ridiculous (laughs) how many things are now just subscription based and I can't just like purchase the software one time. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) In my day, you just went to the Best Buy and got the CD-ROM. Anyway, (laughs) enjoy this episode and I will also see you Wednesday for some chat GPT fun. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. I said it. I put out the call to action. I said, you guys, we need to talk about the spectrum disorders. Let's talk about ADHD. Let's talk about autism spectrum disorder. And you guys, you answered the call more than I would have ever expected. And so today I want to introduce to you on the show, my guest, Layla Touche. We are going to be talking about autism and ADHD, what it looks like, how MLM comes in, why we would be more susceptible, those of us who are neurodivergent. And I'm just, I'm like so excited. Layla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, I'm very excited. I'm so excited. So tell us all of your qualifications. You called it alphabet soup, and I'm going to let you sort of tell us all of your amazing accolades. So I'm a professional school counselor with Itty Bitties. I work with pre-K through second currently. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm a national certified counselor through our like national board. I have certifications in ADHD and autism. Plus, I am also working on my PhD in counseling. And I have ADHD and autism myself, which brings a whole unique perspective. Absolutely. I love the inside perspective as well which is why when you emailed me, I was like, let's do this. This is perfect. I can't wait. So I'm so excited to even learn more about autism and ADHD that I don't already know and don't already encounter. Uh, And I'm just, I'm really excited to have you here. So let's go. Uh, You already showed me a list. You're like, I have a whole notes. I have all these notes about MLMs and the spectrum disorders and how they coincide basically from what you've just experienced and seen. So I'm going to kind of give you the reins on this one because you're the expert here. I appreciate that. There, There's a lot that coincides. And the first thing when I think about how ADHD or autism aligns with MLMs is that first one is impulsivity, like that high risk taking, because we always hear, you know, I've heard so many creators that I follow talk about like, oh, you have to join now. They want you to get in right then and there. And when you have somebody who has especially ADHD, they're going to join in on that energy. They're just like, yeah, let's do it now. Yeah, I want to do it. So like, that's the biggest first thing I always think of. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Like that FOMO. 
Like, I don't want to miss out on this. This sounds amazing. Where do I sign up? And you won't, I find you won't see that in autism as much like the FOMO thing. They don't tend to care about societal norms as much. And they'll probably just look at it like, "Eh, okay, they would want more information unless it happens to fall into one of like their special interests or a current hyper-focus. I've always said that one of the reasons why I didn't join one is because nothing fell into my purview of like special interest. Had I found one that was like Harry Potter or office supplies, I would have been done for. But you have people on the spectrum who love makeup, who are like fitness people. And if that's their special interest, that's what will drag them in if they're on the autism side. Because then they're like, oh, this is a new thing in my like wheelhouse of things that I love. Let me try it. That makes sense actually a lot. And I'm an incredibly impulsive person as well. Like just, I'm like, okay, might as well try it once. What What's there to lose? It's like my, my feel on a lot of things that I try. Yeah. Hyper-focus kind of goes with that impulsivity. The way I differentiate hyper-focus and special interests is hyper-focus kind of goes up and down like a roller coaster, but in a special interest, if you hit past like that six-month mark of like still being into it, you can pretty much be like, ah, this is here to stay. So hyper-focus, like we see with like our MLM jumpers, the novelty of something new, that it goes back into that impulsivity, but also the hyper-focus of like, oh, hey, this is new. This looks fun. Let's jump. Right. And like also the kidnapper thing too, where people just want to get, oh, I want to try this. It's new, especially with makeup. I can get this entire kit of makeup for a hundred dollars. It's a $350 deal. Yeah. Like that's already going to like talk to my deal side where I'm like, oh, I'm getting a really good deal on this. Plus the impulsivity of something new and the hyper-focus of something that I'm into in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I saw one of my best friends who also has ADHD. I watched her go through, I think, three different makeup MLMs, Lip Sense, Lime Life. There was a lot of others involved that were not makeup related, but kind of still in that health and wellness area. She's a makeup person. Makeup's always her hyper focus. And it just so happened she would go on that roller coaster of it. Right. And MLMs are already coming out with new products every month to get the people who are inside to stay longer, right? Like you can't leave this month. The spray foundation's coming out. You can't go next month. You'll miss out on the new exfoliator. So all of these things, which are planned in advance to create more FOMO, more excitement. And if there is a current hyper-focus, now you're even more excited because there's more stuff coming to what you're already super duper into. You're going to want to stay. And then even if you're in one and maybe you're not super into the product, Maybe someone that you were good friends with leaves and is trying something else and they've got a new product and they're coming out with new stuff. And all of a sudden you want to try that one too. And now you're joining another MLM. Yeah. That kind of goes into like the dopamine hits. Scientifically, ADHD is a deficiency in dopamine in our brains. I'm going to get a little sciencey. I'm going to try and make it super simple. But the reason why we have the deficiency in our brains is because we process them too efficiently. It's because our brains are too good at processing them. Think of like, you know, you have the little synapses that are with the little gap and they're trying to talk to each other. So the little protein for your dopamine goes into one synapse. And as it's getting taken away, there's usually another one to take its place. But 
if you have ADHD, there's, it, it's not coming fast enough to take the place. That's where the meds come in and helps make it. So our brains are too good at processing dopamine. And that's why we're always searching for it. Cause our brains are just like, we've already used our, our stock. It's already going through it. Thanks for the one month supply. Can we get some more? Cause we used it all up in one day. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're too good at it. And when you look at that dopamine, first off novelty, you know, it's just like, Oh, yay. I, I get excited. Anytime authors come out with a new book or y'all come out with a new episode, I get the dopamine hit. I get excited. <laughs> but every rank up, every sale a person makes, even if they get somebody to talk to them, every recruit, those team trainings are just full of dopamine of hyping you up. Conferences, new products and launches, all of that goes into the dopamine. It's what keeps us going because we're always looking for it. Whenever that dopamine slows down, like with one MLM, that's when you'll see them jump to another to try to get it back. So it's like you're in the MLM, you're getting that dopamine, that cycle is good, you're getting it, getting it, and then all of a sudden something happens, right? Your cognitive dissonance goes, hey, that's weird. And you're like, yeah, I'm not getting any dopamine from this anymore. But it's not enough of a, hey, that's weird, where you're like, oh, it's MLM, not me. You're like, it's probably the product. Let's try a new product. Let's try a new MLM. Let's get out of makeup and try wellness. Let's get out of wellness and try crafting. You know what I really want to do? Beachbody. All of a sudden, you know, I want those little rainbow containers or whatever it is that you've got this hyper-focus because you're seeing it on your feed. And if you're in MLM, you're friends with other people that are ML in MLM. And now all of a sudden your feed is just all MLM. And so you're seeing all of the new products from all of the new places and you're so overwhelmed and overstimulated. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. This kind of combines the sensory with the dopamine hits, those conferences and everything. They're all flashy. They're all bright and shiny. And that's like, yeah, I want that. Let me get that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a reason casinos and their slot machines have all the lights and the bells and the whistles and the sounds and the bonuses and the fun times and the money going ching, 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 ching. I mean, not anymore. It's like a printed receipt. But back in the day, you go to Vegas and you hear coins being shot out of these machines from all around you. And you're like, yeah, I'm getting dopamine. It is the same concept in these MLM conferences, which I've likened to troll parties with the confetti cannons and the t-shirts and the speakers and the pyrotechnics, the pyrotechnics alone for like a Joe coconut, nobody, you know what I mean? Like oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's just so flashy and our ADHD brains. And if it falls into the purview of like the autistic brains, special interests, it's like, Oh, that's shiny. I need it. All of it just makes it even like 10 times more. And then you throw in the lifestyle claims that come with it, where when you look at a lot of neurodivergent individuals, we're just trying to fit in somewhere. We don't know where we belong half the time. And especially if you don't know you're neurodivergent, you think maybe this is finally the path to happiness. Maybe I can finally fit in somewhere. Maybe I'll finally find my people. And just that thought alone could give them that sense of that dopamine hit, honestly. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a Cotton Modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. You know, and then you add the love bombing and it's not always heavy love bombing. Sometimes it's very, very light love bombing of, of your upline. Who's like, wow, you're a rock star. And just that word, right? Rock star. It has implications of fame and fortune and popularity and someone who you are looking up to, who is in your eyes, very successful is calling you a rock star. And they are seeing this quality in you. I mean, it's all bullshit, but they're calling you that. And you're like, I am a rock star. I am. And then the dopamine is like, you are a rock star. And then your ego starts to take on this, this new form that you you've never had this ego, but all of a sudden this ego is here at the forefront as well. Yeah. That kind of goes into like that rejection sensitivity, like dysphoria. And 
also a little bit of imposter syndrome because a lot of times we feel like we're frauds and then we have all these people telling us, oh, you're doing so wonderful. Oh, you're this rock star. It feeds the ego for once we're not like feeling like we're going to get rejected, but then it ends up in the cycle of, well, in order for me to not get rejected, I need to recruit somebody. I need to make these sales or I need to buy my rank. And it just becomes this toxic cycle of it. Right. To get what you now need, you have to perform. And we talk about it right in the beginning, your warm market. It's very easy to perform in the first couple months. Then it gets a lot harder to perform. Now you're getting that rejection sensitivity because the first three months you were a rock star. And month four is like, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? You used to be such a rock star. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I'm I'm letting people down. Your rejection sensitivity is like at an all-time high. So you're paralyzed with fear, an irrational fear, but you're paralyzed and you don't know what to do. It is a vicious cycle. So then you're like, what I have to do is perform. So now I need to do this at any cost, which we have also learned comes at sometimes people creating fake accounts or begging people, hey, I'll pay for it. If you just sign up, I'll give you the $99 to sign up, or I want to gift this to you or these, these wild out of character things, because you have to perform to get that dopamine hit so that you can feel good. And it's an addiction. Yep, it really is. Especially when you look at ADHD, specifically in women, impulse buying difficulty with money management is a lot more prevalent. You're going to see that a lot more. That's how the hyperactivity and the impulsivity shows up. It's like, Ooh, pretty. I like this new thing. Bye. If they're getting the validation along with it, it's that double bomb of dopamine of where it's even more. I'm just like sitting here thinking because of that, like impulse buy and that like need that we have women in ADHD, <laughs> like being in an MLM that, that has a product that comes in multiple colors would be very, very bad. Right. So like lipstick, like you just buy one to just try the color and oh my God, it's so creamy and it wears so good. And I love it so much. I need all the colors and there's 42 colors. So I'm going to just start buying them whenever I need to hit rank or whatever to build up my collection. <laughs> you like say things and I was like, oh yeah, no, that's another box I can check. <laughs> Wait till I get into executive functioning and how that relates because executive functioning is a huge part of both ADHD and autism. And the first part is inhibitory control, response inhibition. So thinking before you act, which goes into impulse control. Yeah. You know, like I say all the time that I jump into the pool without looking for water first. <laughs> that literally is like a thing I do constantly. I mean, not the pool thing. That's, that's just reckless, but <laughs> I always I'm like, sure, I'll just figure it out on the way down. We got this. Don't worry about it. Hey, oh, yeah. that's how this podcast started. You're welcome. And hey, it's sometimes it's really wonderful for things like this podcast. But other times when you're jumping into like financial decisions, not so great. Also attention regulation. People with ADHD, it's a misnomer that ADHD is a lack of attention. We have all the attention in the world. We just are unable to regulate it properly. I was going to say, we're just really selective with where we put it. <laughs> but that also goes back to the dopamine because our brains are looking for what's the easiest thing to focus on. 
whenever like things get too overwhelming or too much, our brains are like, all right, what can I focus on that's not going to cause me a lot of stress right now or gives me an interest? We're able to regulate our attention on these things because it's usually a hyper-focus, the things that we like, which ends up pulling our attention away from everything else. So it's very hard for us to see how everything else is being affected, like family, kids, their nine to five job, or even other things they're doing. So they don't see everything else starting to get negatively impacted by it. So that attention regulation is really important in helping them realize when they are or aren't doing what they need to. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. And there's also like the working memory side of things. So working memory is being able to kind of like short term memory of like we have those things in our head and we're able to use them right then and there. It goes kind of with the out of sight, out of mind kind of things. If we don't see it, it doesn't exist. And that tends to be both ADHD and autism. I'll be honest, I see that combined just autism, just ADHD, which is how they'll end up inventory, like front loading without realizing because they end up just like, I'm going to stick it in this corner. I'm going to stick it in that corner. And then they don't realize everything they have because I do the same thing with office supplies. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have my doom towers. They're basically doom boxing all of their inventory and just going, well, there's a whole nother box of lipsticks, put it on top of the other boxes of lipsticks. And then it's in a place where they don't always look, so they forget it exists. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to get another box. They forget that it's there. And it also goes into the financial side because I know y'all always talk about doing a profit loss statement. They may think of like, oh, I should probably do this. But if they don't have somebody sitting there consistently telling them, or if they don't write it down themselves, it's not going to happen because it's that fleeting thought of like, oh, I should probably do this. Ooh, shiny thing. Right. Oh, I should do that. I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'll put that I on have... my list of things to do tomorrow. I just, that's yeah. a problem for future Roberta to worry about. That's why I always tell like my teachers and staff will stop me and be like, Hey, I need you to talk to this kid. I'm like, email me because I'm not going to remember by the time I get to my office. And oh, email for sure. <laughs> email me. And it, it's the same thing with buying the products. I'm surprised that honestly, half of like the neurodivergent individuals in MLMs are able to keep track of their ranks because it's just so fast and it's always restarting. They don't even have time to process it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, I do remember like never understanding really how any of that works. And, you know, we talk about how it's convoluted on purpose because if it was easy to understand, everybody would be like, wait a second, this is a scam. (laughs) So it has to be intentionally confusing. And I already have problems with numbers and math. And so it was already like extra confusing on top of that. And so for me, you, you log into the back office and you look and it will tell you like, you're this far away from this, you're this far away from that. So you would just check like once a week and go, okay, well, we're only a few things away from qualification. Like I better reach out and say, hey, have you qualified this month? Make sure you're checking to see if you're qualified and like reaching out. But had there not been that on the back end, like I would have not had any of the resources to build it myself. And I would have been like, I don't know if I qualified this month. I hope I did. I wouldn't have known ever. Yeah, all of this kind of, goes into all of these executive functioning skills, they are intertwined in some way. Time management is a huge one because we have no sense of time. We can't tell how long it takes to do something. We could sit there and time us. We'll forget later. And it's the same thing with like that month to month thing of like having to start over 
because it makes it seem shorter than it actually is. Those team calls, they have them doing so much during them. Like they're watching videos of team calls, like gives me like a sensory headache because there's so much going on, but it's to hide how much time they're actually taking up, I find. And that's my opinion on that part. Well, no, because already like these calls and these Zooms and these meetings and this jump off this call and hop on this call to talk about the last call, it's all ways to manipulate and control our time. It's all time manipulation, sleep deprivation, all of that. It's all in there, right? So for people who already struggle with how long things are, I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff. But what I have to do is I have to say, well, if I have to be there at eight, I need to leave at seven, which means I need to be ready to go by this time, which means I need to shut. And I work backwards and I always give myself like a 10 to 15 minute buffer on either end. And so I'm always early, always, because I know if I wasn't, if I didn't plan like that, I will be late because I'll look down at my clock and go, oh, I was supposed to be there five minutes ago. Oops. So I like, I have to be very aware of my time. And then when I am, I'm like ace, no problem. But any other time I'm like, dang, it's already 430. Like it's that sort of thing. Like where did the day go? And so I could imagine that there's other people out there that are very similar, that if your time is not regimented, it is just fleeting. And so for anybody who doesn't understand time and time management, like ADHD and autism spectrum, we now are like, Sure. I can stay on here for 15 minutes longer. Sure. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times my ex-husband was like, Hey, are you going to start dinner? Like it's seven. I'm like, oops, I guess we're going through the drive-thru because I was focused on so many other things that the things that really needed me were being left behind because my time was so controlled and I had no concept of it. Not only that, that time control, the hyper-focus for ADHD or if it's autism for the special interest, if it's something that we love, that means that we're going to lose sense of time even more. Me trying to fill out like random paperwork will take me forever. Or at least it feels like it because it just, it grates like my body to do it. But you tell me, oh, hey, I need you to go do a classroom lesson. Or, hey, I want you to read this book. I'm in it and I will lose five hours. And it's the same thing if somebody loves that makeup or they love the team they're on, they will easily get lost in it. Yeah. I mean, just think about binging a show you like, even if you're not neurodivergent and you're neurotypical and you're like, I really like that show and you binge the whole thing in a weekend. It's the same thing, but like, it's like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Those of us who are neurodivergent. <laughs> that was a perfect analogy for it because it really is like binging a TV show, but all the time. The other part that kind of puts all these executive functioning skills together is metacognition, which is basically having a bird's eye view of yourself. It's self-awareness. That is an executive functioning skill. When you have all of these deficits in these areas where you're struggling, it's really hard to be self-aware of everything else that you're doing, what's going on around you. And so people in MLMs, especially neurodivergent ones, end up even struggling more in that area because they don't have all the pieces to put together. That makes a lot of sense, especially when you see people who you know are good people with good intentions claiming ridiculous things where you're like, what? It is. It's it's this cycle. Yeah. Like, and no self-awareness. And it's literally that. It's that lack of that skill because they're trying to be so focused on whatever the hyper focus is or getting the people in 
they're literally not seeing what's going on around them. I think it's a little different for the ones who are like the tippy top of the pyramids. Uh, I think they have a lot more self-awareness, but especially the ones who are on the bottom and they're being fed all of these things with the dopamine hits. It's hard to be self-aware when you're getting love bomb like that. Yeah. And I think we probably see this a lot when people make those really cringy posts where they're like trying to profit off tragedy where you're like, oh, come on. And it's like, they're so hyper-focused on, I can sell something. I've got something that can help people. I really want to help people that that self-awareness of like, maybe now is not the right time slips right through those cracks because they're like, I don't understand. Like I have something to help you and I'm helping you. Like, why can't you be more grateful? And it becomes this like, whoa, uh, you're being, you have no self-awareness in this moment. And then when people start to try to help them become more self-aware, that rejection sensitivity will start to kick in, being told all these beautiful and wonderful things. And now they have these people on the outside being like, but you're lacking in this area that the person truly does value, that they want to do well in. And they think they're doing all these things to help that area. And now they are starting to feel rejected because their outside people are telling them, hey, this isn't doing for us like you think it is. And then you have the rejection sensitivity to dysphoria that's coming in, right? You're like, you're just a hater. You're, you just are mad that I'm successful because there's no other reason. There's no other reason other than you're a hater. Why you hate me? You're just a hater. And they're like, no, that's not what any of this is at all. No, I was told about haters like you. Block. Yeah. So all those executive functioning skills that tend to be struggles for people with ADHD and autism, they all come together and just create, honestly, like, excuse my language, this giant clusterfuck of a not fun party to get them sucked in to an MLM. It's just, it's, I mean, when we talk about it like this, we break it down, like it's, it seems so obvious, but I think there's a lot of people out there that don't understand most of what comes along with these spectrum disorders. And so breaking it down like this, people are going, oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, how many people, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but like, what's the percentage of people in the world that are affected by autism and ADHD? Supposedly, it's like one to two percent in from studies for autism, about 10 to 15 percent for ADHD. I don't quite believe those numbers just because women are so underdiagnosed and misdiagnosed. So I think it's a lot higher. But those are the approximate percentages. I had to do a class on the DSM uh, a couple semesters ago, so I got to read the prevalence rates a lot. Wow. I wonder what, and you know, there's no studies, but I wonder what the percentage of ADHD and autism in multi-level marketing would be. That is a study I want to do. (laughs) You got to be honest, because I listen to like your podcast, Danielle's podcast, and it seems like almost every other person that comes in has ADHD or autism. I look at my friends who have been in them, And a lot of them are neurodivergent. There's so much overlap. And when you look at how the MLMs are able to prey on all of these executive like functioning deficits, it makes sense. I almost want to be like, can we just slip in an an unofficial sign as being in an MLM? (laughs) Like, 
because it just seems so prevalent for neurodivergent people. I wonder if there's like some sort of study, like survey that we could create and the listeners who were willing could fill out um, to see if we can't gather some of that data. I mean, it wouldn't be scientific. We could get at least a little bit Mm -hmm. of understanding and see maybe some numbers and see if there's correlations because I think it's absurdly high. Yeah. I'm supposed to graduate with my PhD. All I got left is my dissertation. And we create something like areas of focus for like research in the future. Um, And for me, I want to put MLMs, one in general, in the counseling realm. Because when you try to look up on like Google Scholar or any of like our library databases, you can't really find studies on people in MLMs, the counseling realm or with ADHD or with autism. What ends up popping up is ADHD and like being an entrepreneur, which that has a very high correlation. So it is something I want to delve into because it's obviously needed, like just from the anecdotal evidence. There's so many neurodivergent people getting sucked into these. I want to continue having these conversations and, and gathering this data because there are correlations. And I feel like if we can create sort of a database where people who are neurodivergent can sort of like get some answers, maybe we can help even more people like avoid MLM. Yeah. I start teaching executive functioning skills to, I call them my tiny humans. And like it's first, second grade. I hold small groups on it for my kids with ADHD. And a lot of these skills I didn't learn until I was an adult. It's amazing how those things can help us minimize the struggles or take those like struggles and turn them into strengths. Like the time management side, we end up overcompensating. Or if you look at the thinking before you act, not good for like financial decisions, but really great when you're stuck in a crisis. That's why I do really well. I will end up under tables because I'm like, that's what I need to do in that moment with a kid. So all of these can have their positive side. You just don't really see it in the MLM because it's set up for them to fail. Right. It's like I treat my ADHD, like we were talking earlier before we hit record, as a superpower. Like I know that I can get things done. Like I'm a procrastinator and I know I can get things done at the last moment and they're perfect. I'm also a perfectionist in that way. And I know I can do it. I just do. And that actually goes into the MLM because a lot of times, especially like I hear about those last three days of the month, we're really good at working under pressure. And when we're like, oh, I need to make this much money or I need to recruit this many people in three days, let's go. Absolutely. It puts you into the hyper-focus mode and makes you, and we're also, we also tend to be really competitive. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Same. So MLMs are breeding grounds for this competition 
it's like people they tend to forget like consciously like I'm competing with everybody around me to try to sell things so I can rank up or so they can rank up and all of those things so working under that pressure works in their favor because then they're able to do all this work in a little amount of time and it makes them think that they're not spending as much time doing the thing as they actually are it's I mean, like, there's so many connections where I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like I was saying, like, I feel like my ADHD is a superpower. And it seems like MLMs treat that as just like fuel for failure. Like, we're just going to focus on how to negatively impact all of the things you have, as opposed to the ways to support and positively impact things that I'm doing outside of MLM with my ADHD. And like the ways that I know I have to leave myself notes or do things so that I can use this as a superpower, as opposed to having it be used against me to manipulate me even further. Yeah. A random note that I have like neurodivergent individuals, like their studies to show this. So especially ADHD and autism, they have a higher chance of experiencing like eating disorders and disordered eating. And when you look at MLMs where a good chunk of these focus on that and it normalizes this disordered eating, that can also suck them in and make them think that, oh, maybe I'm not doing this wrong. Oh, I finally have a community who understands me and sees like, oh, this isn't a bad thing to eat this way or work out this way i mean the disordered eating aspect check too check mlm and toxic diet culture and having a mother who was obsessed with the number on the scale dragged me down through multiple bouts with disordered eating and dieting and doing ridiculous things that i really should have never done uh, and so, yeah, I mean, oh my God, yes, it's all, it's just, it's all there. It's all there. Like there, like, I feel like neurodivergency is the little web in between that's now connecting all of these things together. And I'm like, oh, it's there too. Oh, how fun. Oh my God. <laughs> it really does though, because a lot of times for autistic individuals, especially like myself, I have severe texture issues. And so when you hear these people preaching about, oh, well, this weight loss shake or this protein powder or these powders to help supplement those things that you're supposedly missing, it's going to pull them. You have ADHD where they literally forget to eat because they're so hyper-focused on that one too. It's the web of everything because with disordered eating also comes those other executive functioning skills as well. Time management, realizing when you need to eat. Also that self-control of like, ooh, I want to eat it now. I need to eat it now. Or I need to buy the stuff now. Or do the workout now. Whatever it is, it all goes into this web together. And the executive functioning skills affect all of those things in the MLMs. It's just, it's just like unlocking so many things and going, you know what? I never even thought about that. Like, even when you were saying like autism with, with texture issues and not wanting to eat vegetables, like I don't even think about that when people are hawking these green drinks or these smoothies or these chewable supplements. Like I didn't, 
I don't even think about that kind of stuff. And like you said that, and I was like, oh my God. Because you see it in the essential oil world as well, you know, between Young Living and doTERRA and all that, because they do the same thing. Like, oh, this oil will help focus. Oh, this oil will help calm them down. And that's a whole nother soapbox that I could get on. Because I'm like, that doesn't actually change the chemical structure of your brain, but okay. But they prey on the fact of you have these neurodivergent individuals, a lot of them not even realizing that they're neurodivergent. So they use those keywords like sensory and focus and attention in order to pull these people in and think that there's a magical cure for it. It just makes me want to make more episodes about this and dive deeper into a lot of these things because I, I, re- I mean, I felt this for a long time in the vice documentary. I talked about chasing dopamine and that was two years before I ever even knew I had ADHD or a dopamine deficiency. And I was already connecting those dots. So for me, it's like, it's really been something that I've thought about and I've tried to connect for a long time. And so talking to people like you who have the expertise on this is so important. And I, I cannot wait to do even more episodes like this. And I appreciate you trying to connect the dots because there isn't like I've done a preliminary like search for research on ADHD and autism with MLMs and there's nothing coming up if it's there it's thousands of pages in my ADHD can't go thousands of pages in no matter how much I love it (laughs) people are seeing the connection like you and I now there's no research to back it up and there desperately needs to be because I think this would also help when people do get out of MLMs, help them realize like they're not a failure for it. They're not a broken person because of it. They had this thing going on that made them more vulnerable to it. And that's not their fault. That's like the biggest thing I want them to know. It's not their fault. Right. And I mean, that's something that has been so important for me to educate as well. You know, it's like, this is systemic. This happens. This is a thing you are a part of it. We are a part of it. We're all a part of it. And this is how we can sort of start breaking those curses and talking about this stuff and saying, you know what, I failed, but apparently that's not really a thing because it's designed that way. And so, you know, I've said before, it's like, if you fail, you succeed because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, You succeed for the MLM. Like, that's the whole point, right? They got your money. They got your sanity and you left (laughs) hollow shell or maybe you didn't. But, you know, we've heard a spectrum of stories on this show as well that very similar that MLM chews you up and spits you out. And it seems to disproportionately affect those who have more neurodivergencies than neurotypical traits. It really does. I can't wait to officially like start doing the research so we can let people know, hey, here's some more stuff to back it up. And it may help even more people get their own diagnoses and get their own help in a different way. Absolutely. It's so important. And thank you so, 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 so much. Look, this was a joy. I probably realized in May that anti-MLM became a special interest for me. And then I fell down a rabbit hole. And almost nine months later, when I heard people describing, I couldn't not make the connection. And as I heard more and more and I started thinking about my own life, I was just like, oh, this is a thing. How are other people not seeing this is a thing? So now I want to help other people see the thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody listening who definitely connected with some of the quirks and idiosyncratic things that those of us on the spectrum do and are thinking, hmm, um, I kind of want to maybe look into this a little bit more. Maybe my child is on the spectrum. Maybe I'm on one of these spectrums. What are some sort of baseline things that people might do? I know it's always, again, it's a spectrum, uh, yeah. but something that might maybe want people to actually seek help. So for kids, definitely speak to their pediatrician first, and they can help dole out the forms to get evaluated. Talk to, honestly, the schools. I've helped a lot of parents as a school counselor, like helping them look into the process. As an adult, there are, if you're like me and you know, like getting into a doctor office is not viable. I actually got my ADHD diagnosis through ADHD online. They give credible online evaluations, talking to your GP, finding a psychiatrist or a psychologist in your area that works with adults. Those are some of the first steps, talking to a doctor, doing some research. Some good websites are like understood.org and it's called Attitude, but it's A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E. They have a lot of good stuff too. That's awesome. Thank you so much for those resources. I will definitely link those in the show notes for anybody who is interested and wanting to learn more and maybe has some more questions. Are you ready to do some rapid fire questions with me? Let's go for it. So Layla, what is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Poop. <laughs> what is a warning that you would give to somebody who is thinking about joining one? I would tell them to ask for an income disclosure statement, really look at it. And if they can't read the income disclosure statement to find people to explain it to them, because I've seen those things and they're confusing. But I feel like once somebody sees that, that should be a huge red flag of like, oh, I'm going to go this way, not not that way. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? This one's hard. Honestly, I think any of the health and wellness, just because they seem to target the neurodivergent community more so, and also give this false hope of cures for things that honestly don't need a cure. Like my autism doesn't need to be cured. My ADHD doesn't need to be cured. Please don't try to tell me it will be. So health and wellness. I mean, I agree with you on those. And I agree with the whole trying to cure things as well. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, so I'm going to tweak these last two because you weren't in an MLM. And we're going to talk about neurodivergent people. So what do you think, in your opinion, one of the hardest lessons someone who is neurodivergent would learn from being in an MLM? I think learning that those people weren't giving them the validation uh, authentically, like realizing that those people really weren't in their corner. Because a lot of times these neurodivergent individuals are looking for their community and they think they've found it with this MLM. And then when they end up leaving, they lose it and they can't understand why. So I think that's probably one of the hardest lessons, realizing that they don't have that community like that in that way. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the hardest, the excommunication aspect of it was really, really, really hard. That's one of my like really big hyper focuses. It's like, I can't let that kind of stuff go. Um, and then I would say, what is a positive takeaway from your time 
in this space as someone who is neurodivergent in the anti-MLM space and seeing how it's grown in the past couple months? Funny enough, kind of like the hardest lesson, like I've seen this community kind of like grow and be so welcoming and embracing and wanting to learn more about like these different connections of things. The anti-MLM space is honestly creating a positive community for neurodivergent individuals and it celebrates neurodivergent individuals especially like ADHD and autism we have the minds to create our own businesses and be really successful at it and y'all are so encouraging to them in being able to do that and helping them figure that out well thank you I love that answer that's really great (laughs) Thank you so much, Layla, for coming on the show and talking to us about this and opening up the conversation about ADHD and autism spectrum disorder within MLM. We are going to be diving into this topic over the next couple months. So, you know, if you're interested in it uh, and you have a story and you want to talk to me about it, I would also love to talk to anybody who is on either spectrum, who was in MLM and experienced the things that we talked about today, because we got to educate. We got to, we got to teach you about these red flags so you can avoid them in the future. Thank you again, Layla. And before we go, let everybody know where they can find you online so that they can uh, connect with you as well. Uh, I'm on Instagram as the neurodivergent counselor. That's honestly the main one that I do. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciated this chat. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.